You have just made the best decision of your day by choosing to listen to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast with me, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. You're guaranteed to laugh, have a what the fuck moment, and truly be inspired to change small things in your life that will have you reaping the rewards of living a truly holistic life, mind, body, and soul. Welcome back to Holistic Bitches Unfiltered. And today, my friends, oh my God, a year in the making to coordinate another Busy Bitches schedule with mine. And even though this is somebody I speak to 43 times a day, we hadn't been able to lock in a one hour minute to just do this. And it's, we have such an important topic today. And with my best friend, my soul sister, Dr. Taggy who is such a gift. She's a blessing. She's a miracle. She's all of those things that has been in my past life, but now comes here to play in this life. And she is beyond talented, beyond brilliant. She's a naturopathic doctor. She shifted her idea of medical care when she was actually doing the Western medicine shtick and decided that this emergency room pediatric ER stuff it wasn't for her. And she wanted to come back into natural medicine. And she did. And she probably graduated the top of her class. She became a naturopath. And on top of that, Dr. Taggy is extremely intuitive and connected and does the deep soul wound healing. That is basically the root cause of the root cause of the root cause. And I'm so excited today because we're going to be talking about the cosmetic world, the Botox, the fillers, all of that crazy shit that is being thrown down people's throats. Um, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. So Dr. Taggy, my love, welcome. Hi. Oh my God. I am like so, so excited to be here. Mm. She is so, so excited. So yeah. we like hyper uber excited. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we decided there are so many things that her and I could talk about. Like there's so many and, and chances are we're just going to have Dr. Taggy back over and over again, because we share a lot of similar things. Um, Dr. Taggy, do you want to give like a quick little blurb about like, you know, what you, where you came from to how you got to where you are, and then we'll get into kind of the cosmetic spiel. Sure. Um, part of my own like professional journey came from my own health journey. I feel like most of us, I wanted to go into medical school as part of seeing well, actually, especially my dad, the work he did as um, as a plastic, not a plastic. He's actually worked with Operation Smile. He's a pediatrician. He his thing was infectious diseases, and his life, his whole life, was about going into humanitarian mission and changing this little kid's life through Operation Smile. And that was my idea of medicine. Medicine was you go, someone comes to you with a problem, and you fix it, and they are healed forever. Unfortunately, we do know that's not how things work. And when I came to the U.S. to study in medicine, I was really hit with the opposite. No one who was leaving my ER in Queens, New York City, um, was leaving healthier. And I, no one was fixed forever. They were getting sicker and sicker because my full-time job in that ER turned into making sure that we are looking at the medication, giving a medication for the side effect of the medication, and I realized most of my patients were not healthy. I was just managing 
their sickness. And that was heartbreaking to me because I had this beautiful um, example through my dad of really changing lives. And I was not seeing that through my own experience, especially when my own health um, story became with PCOS and then being told that's my only way that I cannot be on the floor, on a bathroom floor, you know, vomiting, being super sick, shivering every month through my period or being and ending up in the ER because of cyst burst. Those were my only two options, being on the floor, shivering, crying, being in horrible pain, popping Advil and Tylenol every two hours or being in a, in a ER. The only way I could not be doing that is through having my right ovary as 19 years old. So as a teenager, as a teenager, my only option was removing my right ovary. Um, we tried different type of medication. It wasn't working. I tried different type of birth control. It wasn't working. And I was just looking at myself being like, I felt like such a fraud. Um, wanting to, my sole mission felt like I wanted to change people's life. I couldn't even change my own. I was getting sicker and sicker. My only option was surgery. And the people that I was seeing, I, I, did not, I was not giving them any relief. It was literally symptom sickness management, which is not what I feel like I came and wanted to do. So through that, um, just having faith and finding solution for myself, I started finding other things. And as I was getting more of positive return through my own journey, once I was able to be cyst-free, fibroids-free, having babies, I was told I was never going to be able to have babies. Either I have to go through IVF and I had two beautiful babies naturally that I started wanting, okay, I want to give more. I, wa I want to teach what I, how I help myself. And the deeper you are in your own healing journey, the, the more you learn. And it's always a work of progress to this day. I'm still learning and I'm still teaching. So everything that I teach and preach is something that I felt, something that I am maybe going, still going through and something that I feel to the deepest of my core there is a solution for it. So my deepest belief system is that everything happens for a reason. And my favorite question, and Leslie knows that, it's about why. Why? Why is something happening? I don't believe the body makes a mistake. I don't believe the soul makes a mistake. I think everything happens to us. It's a feedback. And the symptoms are not made to be managed or be muted. They are made to be listened to. So let's find out the why. What made your body weaker? What made your life a little bit weaker? What made those things not work in your favor and cosmetic it's funny what we're talking about cosmetic yeah. this is a topic i wanted to do for a long time because i've told you i want you to do plastic surgery so this is from going from one extreme to another it seems like that's the story of my life um but i've came to my own journey to learning about the danger of that industry because that's what it is it's it's a it's a mafia in my opinion that yeah. is extremely dangerous for us in every level mentally emotionally at a soul core level but also oh my god so physically as well yeah and you know it's 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 really interesting and if i had to guess i would assume that the cosmetic industry is booming um sadly unfortunately um and it's really scary. It's really, really scary. And we're going to dive into it. And, um, you know, Dr. Taggy, if, you, if you've ever seen her, or you've seen me, um, we're both still under 40. Um, and 
we both have really good skin and we have really good hair. And I know genetics play a small part in that, but I also know lifestyle and what you put on, what you put in and what your environment is like is completely responsible for your wellness and your well-being on the outside. It all starts from the inside. So I think the first thing that I kind of want to look at is, you know, the world of influencers. Um, and basically what we have is a lot of insecure, unhealed, wounded influencers influencing and having this mass impact about fitting in and at what cost. So what do you feel about that? Oh, oh my God, Leslie, you mentioned, you said deeply wounded influences that are not healed. Yeah. Um, which I think is the biggest, the biggest danger actually with that, because they are offering a solution to a problem, to, to a problem without actually looking at the root cause. Because you send, mm-hmm. what is, why are we all trying to look like those influencers? Yeah. Which don't even look like themselves, to be honest. Let's be real. They don't they don't even look like the way they look in the pictures. It's because there is this idea of fitting in. We all come with wanting to fit into our tribe, to be accepted. So this mm-hmm. everything stems from the fact of wanting to be accepted in the cosmetic industry. And they play on that wound of rejection, that wound of humiliation that wound of not being worthy and good enough. And they manipulate that. That's why I say dangerous and evil. That's why I call it a mafia, because they are aware of it. And they manipulate those poor people to unawarely keep on manipulating other people to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and and go, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, there's also a lack of awareness around it. And it's just like, these fucking Kardashians who good for you. If you like them, I've never watched an episode of their garbage, but these are people who are, in my opinion, totally fucked. And so many women look up to them. Okay. That that's an example of a very big influencers, but there's smaller influencers who are doing the exact same thing because they're, they're getting paid to essentially speak of the companies and then they're being, given free treatments as part of their deal and the worldwide cosmetic industry on its own, forget about the, the, like the cosmetic aspect of it is almost a $600 billion industry. Like that's crazy. And people are running to cover up, to change, to make themselves look like they have duck lips. They're putting in breast implants because they don't feel adequate or confident. If, if you're changing your, exterior because you don't feel confident why aren't you looking inside exactly well you, you we, we said it they are all they're playing on the deepest wound the wound of, of rejection in my opinion is the deepest wound it's not something that we even it's not even an inner child wound this is a wound that you're born with this is generation generation this is centuries of this wound and they are playing on that wound by selling an ideal they are selling an ideal by saying, look, what is an influencer is basically if you look like me, look at the attention you will be getting. Yeah. Because it's not about the way they look. If we were not taught that the way you look gives you attention, look at how over the last century alone, how the standards of beauty have changed. 
just from the last 20 years, just from since the Kardashian have became popular. The, it's not about, it's not the look itself. It's the attention you are getting. So if tomorrow they tell you your worth isn't worth anything if you have a big butt and you need to be flat, just like we were saying 30 years ago, then your worth plummets. I call it your worth becomes like the stock market. You have yeah. no worth unless they give you a value. And this yeah. is the biggest problem. When your only worth, your only value is seen from the attention you're getting from the outside, you're ignoring the biggest problem that is happening in the inside. And when yeah. you become so dependent on that external attention, it's literally life-threatening, which I'm really trying to drive home. These are not things, this is not, and we're not talking about ethics, we're not talking about idealism, we're not talking about uh, philosophy or way of looking at our life. These procedures are life-threatening. And it's being sold as, oh, there is, there is Botox. Um, well, the courts of like events, like you can do it in your home, retreats, Botox retreats. There is these are being sold as a quick, easy, harmless solution. And, and the lack it's of awareness. Expensive. It's it's not like it's free. That shit is so expensive. Oh well, going back to free, I think the fact that it's free, and you mentioned it to a lot of the influencers, is so dangerous too because it's life threatening. Yeah. yeah, they are giving them without the awareness, but without the education. There is yeah. no education around the danger. No, I'm sorry to break to break it to you. Botox does not fade away in six months. No. <laughs> and we're, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna totally yeah. get we're gonna get and into that. There is an absolutely nothing that is without side effects. And they're not I hate the word side effects even in the pharmaceutical companies because those are not side effects. They're just effects. They are guaranteed effects. And they're long-term effects. Correctly. It's just right? the way they are going to affect you and what and when are they gonna affect you? That's the exactly. mystery. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So just so you guys understand, the dermal filler market size is valued at five billion USD. And that's that's a statistic from twenty twenty one. So and it's they, they they believe every year there's a ten to fifteen percent increase. For market growth in, 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 and there's demand because they, they market it as minimally invasive aesthetic procedures and people, people are going for it. They don't like the little wrinkle between their, their eyes because they've smiled in life or their frown marks or whatever it is. I can understand just to put it this way. If someone is really lacking confidence because let's say their nose, okay, they have you know, and they go for a nose job. I can, I can sort of understand that to give somebody confidence to feel good because that's your, it's your face. I understand that. And it, it, it's a procedure. People have gone through it and it's changed their life in the sense that they feel, you know, your nose is kind of that center point. And for a lot of people that that's an issue. So I, I think for that, there would be that little bit of wiggle room for somebody to really feel better about themselves because really diet and exercise and everything can't change it. But when it comes to like the wrinkles and the smile marks and the, you know, your skin sagging, well, that's a different story. Would you agree? I, I agree and disagree. I feel like we need a whole other podcast on that alone because the face alone is, um, is, is related to every organ in your body. So there is in Chinese medicine, there's something called the face map. 
So when you're touching your nose to change your nose, um, and this, and literally, there's a difference between reconstructive surgery. Let me put it that way. That's reconstructive what I'm talking surgery. about. Yeah, and plastic surgery. So if your nose is functioning well, everything, but you don't like the way it looks, yeah, that's a little bit different than if you, God forbid, had an accident and something happened to your nose, or there was a malformation or anything like that. Right. The reason why I'm putting it that way, because a lot of, especially when it's a big nose and we're trying, we literally have to hammer it down. You destroy all of the bones trying to rebuild it. Yeah. The nose in Chinese medicine is related to your heart. So if we're understanding this from a perspective, every single thing that you're changing in your body has a meridian line to a, to a part in your face is related to a meridian line in your body. Yes. I also come with the belief that you come with the face that you chose as a soul for this lifetime. There is a mm-hmm. purpose to it mm-hmm. that may be unknown to you at this point. If it's so debilitating that it is playing a role, I am not here to judge you. Do whatever you think is best for you. As right. long as you're fully educated. I think it's the education part that frustrates me. Mm-hmm. A lot of my own patients do not know, would ha- were never told that this and this and this happened. And I'm going to touch, I know that's not where we, we wanted to go, Leslie, but I'm going to talk about this from a perspective of the nose because you mentioned that. Imagine if you have a whole house built, your whole face is built around your nose and you change the beams of that house at a certain corner, the rest Ooh. of the house is not supported the same way. And over time, your face may actually start aging faster because the rhinoplasty, the way it's done today, are only for cosmetic purposes. One, they're for cosmetic purposes. They are looking at the nose, maybe the structure, very good one, we look at the structure around. And there is no way to predict how the cartilage, the collagen, the bone structure is going to age. Right. And most of the rhinoplasties do not age well for the reason that is, imagine a whole house and you are changing a beam especially if it was a big one that was a good foundation for that house. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just going to change it. Just make it much smaller, make it one third of its side. And you are going under the illusion that the rest of your house is going to have the same support. That's disappointing illusion. That's an illusion. Over time, your house is not going to have the same support. And the weight of the rest of the house is going to start showing its weakness over time. And that happens for your face as well. And I agree. And they also have another like non-invasive where they're, they inject something to like remove like the bump, you know, people have like that bump yes. on the nose and that's part of that. So, okay, let, let, let's, let's get into the good shit. So let, let's talk about, oh, there's so many things I want to discuss. Okay. So first of all, let's just understand the difference between Botox and fillers. Okay. So they're both injectables and they both go in with a needle. So right there, it's a hard no for me, but the biggest difference between the two is that Botox is used apparently to reduce the lines and wrinkles by literally paralyzing the muscles and fillers fill in the wrinkles. So some people will be like, oh, the fillers are better than Botox and they'll try and convince you that, which is cool. But let's let's look at the toxicity profile of what is in both of these. And I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Dr. Taggy, to let's start breaking down the toxicity. Then we'll go into the meridians. And then I have mm-hmm. all kinds of other stuff I want to talk about. So uh, you mentioned that Botox is basically paralyzed to stop the movement. And fillers is when there is already a crease 
and you're trying to fill in the crease. These two solutions came from the myth, because it's not a belief, the myth, that you have wrinkles because of movement. So if we paralyze the movement, if you stop moving, you're not the muscles stop moving, you're not going to have the crease anymore. The actual lines don't come from the movement. You've been moving your face since you were a baby. You don't have wrinkles since you were a baby. It's the loss of collagen, actually, that causes that, and the loss of elasticity in the skin. That with age, you if you're not taking very good care of yourself, and you're overusing certain muscles, they don't have the same bounce back. So right there and then, you're not offering a solution to the root cause. So you should be, they think they're offering the solution to the root cause. An actual person said this to me, the root cause of, of lines or wrinkles is movement. Let's paralyze the movement, then we address the root cause. And I'm like, no, the movement is not the root cause. It's the loss of collagen, the loss of elasticity. So let's address that. And there is ways to do that with face yoga, diet, and hygiene. Now, you mentioned how the Botox is actually a neurotoxin, and I, I agree with that. It actually, it, it's a bacteria um, toxicity that is the same life-threatening poison from a bacteria that would cause um, botulism. So basically, this is extremely dangerous for the body, but they believe that in a very, very small dose, it just stays in the muscle and it doesn't cause, um, you know, it's not as dangerous. It doesn't cause paralysis elsewhere. Um, two things, two problems with that. The skin is permeable. There is, a, there is an exchange. So anything that you put in your skin is going to travel somewhere else. So going under, being under the illusion that you put Botox in your forehead and it's not going to go anywhere else, it may not end up in your lungs, for example, which is stated in the insert of Botox. Is, is a problem. If you haven't been told that, please read the insert next time before you go to your next unit. Now, yeah. when it comes to fillers, it's the same thing. Thinking that we're putting, um, what they call it, they call it hydrolauric acid. Oh, it's natural form of collagen that we're putting to fill up and plumb and thinking it's going to stay at the, it's going to stay in your upper lip and it's going to be dissolved over time. That's also a myth. Not only, again, the skin is permeable, is going to travel somewhere else in your body. The problem with that filler, not only does it attach so much to water, so dehydrate the skin, makes you look older over time, but MRIs have shown that 10 years later, the the, the collagen or the, the injection is still there. And that is actually scar tissue at this point. Collagens are not created equal. So when someone tells you, I'm injecting collagen, or oh, hyaluronic acid is naturally produced by the body, that's not true. Look at all of the ingredients, and it creates and structured collagen. Congratulations, you just put scar tissue in your upper lip that is basically never going to be dissolved and is going to harden. That's what happened that over time, we start looking at those faces that would look like a leather, leather skin. is because it becomes very hard from, that, from those injections and the other muscles that they can't recover from being paralyzed. Okay. And, and hold on. Let's, let's, okay, before we go to the fillers. So another, another problem is, is that all these companies are all about collagen. Take collagen, eat collagen, more collagen, more collagen, more collagen. And I know, you know, and, and perhaps we agree or disagree on this, is that the building block for collagen is amino acids, okay? Amino acids are what build and have the body naturally create collagen. Eating more collagen, in my opinion, does not equate to more collagen in the body. For many reasons. Yeah. 
not, not just because it's just like, if you eat fruit, you don't turn into a fruit. Like it's kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. Secondly, if we go back and we look at the body as a whole, if you're putting an abundance of collagen into a body that's already congested and toxic and not properly function and your adrenals are burnt out and your liver is sluggish and your kidneys aren't working, your lymphatic system isn't working. Like, just no, like stop doing that. Correct. We mentioned something that's beautifully that you mentioned that collagen that you put and you can't absorb or you're not using it properly. And again, you're not treating the problem because if you can produce collagen naturally by the body. So if you're not producing it, there is a loss of it. Find out why. Vitamin C is basically, I see C for collagen. So you can be putting collagen day in and day out in your body. If you don't have vitamin C, if you're not absorbing it, if you're putting the wrong thing, if you're eating a lot of sugar and it's causing the vitamin C not to be absorbed, you're going to end up with collagen that you're using externally. It could be the natural form through food or the, the cosmetic one through injections. You're going to end up with unstructured collagen and the cellulite that would happen in the body in some places. So there is, there is the aspect of it. The other thing that I want to talk, because you mentioned Botox, let's stay on Botox for a second. I think what the problem also with Botox is that, like I said, it, it paralyzes the muscle. It also weakens the muscle. So the muscles around it, poor body has no idea that you did it on purpose. It really thinks there was that bacteria that come and bit you and paralyzed your forehead. So it's trying to create new network around, new pathways to heal the muscle. I call them Botox wrinkles. There is wrinkles that I can see in people that only people with Botox will get because those are overactive muscles that are trying to compensate for the muscles that were paralyzed. So you end up with more muscles, more wrinkles over time because those are overworking, more muscle weakness over time. Let's not even talk about them traveling to your lungs and shallow breathing and trouble breathing and all of that. Let's just talk about the fact that now you are cannot get rid of it. You have to continue using more and more units. That's why you use more than just one unit. You have to need 20, even though you have one wrinkle. And you, with a lot of women, I see um, incontinence. These, every single thing that you have a, mass, uh, a muscle from your bladder to your heart, to any muscle in your body, think of any muscle in your body, you are taking the risk of having that paralyzing toxin travel to it and making it paralyzed and making it weak. So I just want people that are listening that I may be considering getting for the next injection to think of that, that you're taking the risk of that weakening, muscle weakening, paralyzing toxin to travel elsewhere in your body. Maybe at a tiny dose, but over time it will build up. And do you want to take that risk? Do you want it to go to your bladder? Do you want it to go to your muscle, to your heart? Do you want it to, to go to your intestines? Do you want it to go to your stomach? Do you want it to go to your adrenals or your thyroid or your uterus, God forbid, if you're trying to get pregnant or you're pregnant or you want it to be healthy? So this is one, just one thing I wanted to add about before we go to injections, but also explaining that health, health, mental health, emotional health, physical health start from within. And taking things from the outside, even if it's collagen powder form, without knowing why in the first place your body is not utilizing what you're already producing or not producing, you may end up with more problems than you had in the first place.
even if it comes in the form of a shake. Right. Okay. She said what she said, guys. And also, you know, it's, I mean, there's so many fascinating things about it. And, I, and, and it's interesting because, you know, I, I watched my mom age, which she did beautifully, um, without my mom never touched, you know, facelift or, you know, before the Botox and the fillers, it was a lot of cosmetic surgery, right? It was like the facelifts and the, mm -hmm. the tucking. And I the did. Yeah. And I mean, even that again, any surgery to the body is trauma. So we know that, but mm -hmm. you know, I look at my mom and my mom's 73 and she, she honestly looks amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah. And it, I can't, credit her food habits to be <laughs> the, the, the best or her hydration level. But I think that her skin is the way that it is, is because she never made her, she doesn't, my mom doesn't even have a fucking skin room, skincare routine. And I can't say that mine's pretty stellar. I do, you know, very minimum stuff. And like, as I get older, I think it, I definitely think it's important to have a good skincare routine and use really good products. And we'll talk about that after, but let's, let's go back before I segue too much into what are the fillers now? So I touched a little bit. I'm, I'm going to even just talk about the natural fillers. What they say is like hyaluronic acid, which is basically like, Oh, it's produced by the body. Now we're using it to plumb the skin. And he, how does it plumb the skin? It plumbs the skin by actually attracting. So it's a filler. It feel like literally fills up the space but also attracts, acts like a sponge and starts attracting water, retaining water. And over time, there is that buildup of drawing more water and starting clogging your lymphatic tissues, your drainage pathways, and it may even start clotting. And those clots may travel elsewhere in the body. So the clumbing of a filler, which a lot of people hear about when you like those without naming celebrities, but like some of the people you're like, oh my God, that's not, that's what I don't want. See, they will go to the plastic surgeon, like I don't not want to look like the pillow lips, like X and Y and Z. And they think this is just happening from over fillers. So that's why people will sell it. So like, oh, they use a lot of fillers or they use more. That's not just it. You could have just used it very minimally. You could have used it over time. If your skin actually is healthy, it would recognize it as clumbing or, or filler or foreign object. And it will try to protect it by even creating more scar tissue around it and would also that over time will create swelling and lumps inside the injection sites so those over time can cause infection asymmetry of the lips some even paralysis because now you don't have as much movement when you have scar tissue when you have an actual tissue damage or clothing or um the the lumps of the skin inside you are now you don't have access. You don't have as much circulation. So a lot of even the muscles around it or that movement around it is not as natural. So you're creating more wear and tear around the injection sites. Going back again to the same idea with Botox, when you could be aging more, let's even put this health side aside. I just talk about the fact that if you're doing this for vanity, you could actually be aging yourself faster by creating that inner ulcerations and inner scarring inside your lips, your um, cheeks, your upper cheeks, or around your eye areas, because you are now creating clumps inside of your body that your body doesn't have access to, no blood flow to, and it's creating a block, like literally right. like a roadblock. 
And but what are are you familiar to with the the chemical compounds in fillers? I mean, I I know the one that, because the one that I looked up a lot. I mean, I could look at the list. The list it's it's um, it's mainly the the hyaluronic acid I'm familiar with because that's the one that they sell a lot as being natural and even n- being natural is bad for you. There is this um this article that's really good. It's called I think Untold Truth lip injection that i can even send you leslie if you want to link to people that gives a list of all of the ingredients of the ones that are even non-natural that just like horrible for you but just if we keep it to their claim of saying it's natural even the natural hyaluronic acid which Mm -hmm. is not it's still being seen as a foreign object from the body and it's still creating this unstructured collagen that can turn into lumps and some of the things some of the things that i mentioned earlier as in creating um the inflammation creating infection creating clogging the lymphatic that some of the ingredients in it start like i said acting like a sponge that's attracting water and clogging the lymphatic system a lot of these things that i'm also sharing uh, are from the ingredient list not just from the hyaluronic acid alone right but i mean see i'm i'm curious to know more what's in the fillers like what are what are there heavy metals in the fillers? Are there... I don't think there is heavy... Let, let's look it up, actually. I don't think there is heavy metal in it because there's a lot of things I didn't recognize. I remember that time when I was looking at resvestaline or something. I'm going to look, mm-hmm. look it up. Yeah, do it together. Um, yeah, so we can circle back to that if you want to talk about how Botox is used on other non-cosmetic things. So we can circle back to the lip injection. Okay. Uh, yeah, because some people will argue that fillers are, you know better for the body or, you know, easier on the body. Um, I honestly, it's not, it's not an industry that I'm completely involved in. Um, and you know, as someone who is in the entrepreneurial space and looking at, um, um, you know, creating a skincare line myself, um, I didn't look at hyaluric acid as something that's a negative. Well, because you're not injecting it. Okay. So you're talking about not, okay. So you're saying like, if you're using it surface based, it's okay. But once you're putting it in, um, then it's a different. So, you know, neurotoxins are used to treat lines for motion, Right. The crow's feet. I'm just reading it here. I'm not, this mm-hmm. isn't Leslie um, knowledge and derma. Okay. So that's the Botox. And then the derma fillers are used to treat static lines. Okay. But this doesn't tell me, but it does say that there are definitely some neurotoxins in there. Um, so it's something again, that I have to look at a little bit more closely. Um, but there's, you know, all kinds of things that are in it. You know, Dr. Taggy sent me some stuff. I can't even really pronounce. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I think they are very, I mean, they are usually vocal about their active ingredients. I will not share more about, I just, those things that I'm not even familiar with. Yeah. But I know how they act. I know about how, um, I mean, hyaluronic acid is very different. I mean, it's very different on injection way because of also the form matters and it's not naturally based. It is, they are said it's natural formed by the body but it's like the same thing as saying vitamin c from gnc is the same thing as a fruit right vitamin c from the fruit 
And right. it's those claims that they make that's not the same thing. The hyaluronic acid that they're injecting inside your skin is not the one that's produced by your body. A lot of the good skincare that they use hyaluronic acid also are using more of a natural form. But most importantly, the skin is absorbing it and it knows what to do with it. When you're just injecting it and abrasing the skin by going, like bypassing all of those lines of defense to allow it to do what it's supposed to do, which is protect and absorb, you are creating those those um, those clumps I was talking about, those sponge-like scar tissues because the skin had no saying in the the production of it which with the with the topical ones you're feeding it's different you are actually feeding and letting the skin decide what do i need why i don't need and and if it doesn't need it we can talk about that another day it doesn't need it the liver yes has to clean it up and all of that but if it's not harmful then you just use it so there is there is a huge difference in the way it's being used and the claims they make hyaluronic acid is naturally made a body but that's not what they are using they're not using a natural form the same way using ascorbic acid vitamin c from gnc is not the same thing as eating a yellow pepper right 100 percent um okay so so here's a topic that i find very interesting as a practitioner and yourself as a naturopath and i know you know we we agree on this for sure but is the medical community's advice to their patients who have migraines who have excessive sweating who clench their jaws for like the tmj to do botox that that's that's the medical community a lot of doctors will be like this is what you should do so let's use botox let's forget about let's forget about the root cause let's forget about parasites let's forget about mineral deficiency (laughs) let's let's forget about your lymphatic system and let's just throw in some botox so that we could just band-aid an issue that you have no clue that there's actually a root cause to. So let's first talk about Botox for sweating. Go for it. Oh my God. Like you get me, I am listening to you and I'm getting so worked up already. (laughs) 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 How many times do we have? Again, let's forget about the root cause. Let's forget about all of that. Let's, let's hear about their actual um, thought process. So give them the benefit of the doubt. They are thinking that Botox injections is basically using the toxin to block the nerve signals that are responsible for sweating, right? And basically, they are stopping the sweat glands from producing the sweat. And they, because Botox, again, let's remember, it results in muscle weakness. It will stop that production. Now it's paralyzed. The sweat glands cannot work. Going, you are putting something in your lymphatic system, in your armpit, with a toxin that, again, travels everywhere right by your heart right by your muscles and then you think that's not gonna affect your nervous system that your sweat glands are controlled by so you are taking the risk of having the botox traveling to your nervous system traveling to your muscles your heart included muscle weakness in the hands i see it all the time actually more in the hands because they have small tiny muscles and they are really relying on small tiny movement than the arms the other thing is what does sweating does? It helps regulate our body temperature. Mm-hmm. So when we are, don't have that heat loss, that your body is doing for a reason. If you are sweating a lot, there is a reason. Your body is working really hard trying to dispose of those toxi- toxins that you have, dispose of those uh, impurities through perspiration. So when you stop that, what you have is two things. You don't let your body detox. So that toxins now are recycling through your blood. 
But most importantly, your body cannot regulate your own temperature. And your temperature inside your body keep on rising. The average person on that has Botox done to their armpit compared to a normal person is about 0.5 difference in their inner temperature. And temperature rising is not just, um, you know, fever. It can cause anxiety because the body is under so much stress trying to regulate that temperature. Your heart is working harder. Your poor hormones are going kaput and they are going crazy because they don't know why this is happening. Your poor thyroid and pituitary that are and hypothalamus, which are major hormonal glands, trying to do their job by keeping the temperature low and they don't understand why they are pumping and putting the gas pedal on the lymphatic system and you are blocking your major lymph nodes, but are also causing so much havoc on your nervous system as well. And Go ahead. No, no, finish, finish. No, that was that I was just having some kind of like I don't know, I lost my thing, but it was just some kind of final mic drop that uh it's okay. <laughs> it wasn't any informational thing. So go for it. So I and I think it's really interesting. And and again, someone's not looking at why am I excessively sweating? Right? Why am I excessively sweating? Why would I be excessively sweating? And like you just said, and when we go and we even look at something like the endocannabinoid system that literally brings the body into homeostasis, which is balance, it's like, why are you sweating profusely? Why are you sweating? And I think also it ties into for sure the nervous system, like you said, and the adrenals for sure, because you're Yes, your core temperature, and that could be thyroid, that can be anywhere in the endocrine system, but there's a reason you're excessively sweating, and there's also a reason if you're not sweating at all. I mean, listen, when I say not sweating, I mean, if you're working out, like, you should bust a bit of a sweat if, if you know, like, I'm not a very big sweater myself, but if I'm inducing myself to sweat, I'm going to sweat. If I'm getting in the sauna, I'm going to sweat. If I'm on the treadmill, I'm going to sweat. And another thing is the people who aren't sweating also have to do with severe dehydration and lack of hydration. Correct. And one of my, I love that you said under sweating because people don't think of that. Every single time lymphatic, show, lymphatic system shows up in my, in my testing, I always ask, do you over sweat or under sweat? And I'm always going to have this grin, especially from my female patient proudly saying, I never sweat. And I'm like, okay, that's bad news. Yeah. And and you mentioned something about the 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 drainage pathways, but yes. also the fact that it's when you are sweating and you're removing the toxins and all of that, you're also it's your sewer system of your body yeah. doesn't have a pump. Yeah. It doesn't have a pump, meaning that when you are, it's things are not moving and you're not they're not coming out. It's, there's a problem. It means that something is stuck in there. It's like a sewer system that is clogged. So yeah. overflowing, you don't want your bathroom to be overflowing or your sewing system to be flowing like European city, but also you don't want it to be clogged and smelling horrible. Right. So those will be the two analogies. Exactly. You want it to be moving. You want it to be moving, not clogged and not moving and not overflowing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also comes to also like, right, our skin is our lar- largest organ. It's one of the detoxification and elimination channels. And if you're smelly, that's another problem. Like, yes, we have body odor, but it shouldn't be like, no, you shouldn't be smell. Like I don't wear deodorant. I haven't worn deodorant. I don't even know how long, 
I don't get stanky. Like, okay, like, okay, if, let's say if I wasn't going to shower for, you know, a week, which it's not a, a, a regular practice, but maybe then. But otherwise, with regular hygiene and, you know, cleaner insides, I, I don't have a body odor issue. I agree. I mean, the thing that one thing I would say is that also knowing the why, instead of trying to hide it, even with, you know, perspirants, ask your question, ask yourself why that smell. I ask my patient all the time, how does it smell like? Does it smell like garlic? Does it smell like metals? Does it smell like onions? Yeah. All of those things are, are telling you something is off. Yeah. And just like you said, it should smell like, just like your toilet should never, it's not because it's toilet that it needs to smell bad. Yeah, right. It smells bad that there is something wrong with your sewer system. There is yeah. a clogging somewhere. And that's what we need to find out. So you're not just going to be like, well, I'm going to close the door in the bathroom and never go there again and put put Chanel 5 by the door. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. That's literally what they're trying to do by like Botox, either like <laughs> closing that door forever and never using that bathroom again. And then you, you use like, um, you know, into the, like deodorant trying to hide the smell that's coming from that door that you just sure. locked. Right. And I, I know I've, I've recently seen influencers talk about that they're going for um, Botox to stop their sweating and they're going to do their whole hairline. And I was just like, if you weren't such a fucking doorknob and you'd actually be open to learning, you could fix everything. But that's not my job to fix everybody. I just want to help the people who recognize their need for help. So let's, let's go to Botox for migraines. So, I mean, this for me, and this is my perspective, and then we'll, we'll see what Dr. Taggy has to say is migraines obviously are not a genetic thing in my opinion. And I think a few things play into migraines and for those people who suffer with them, they suck. But is there something you can do? Yes. Is Botox the answer? No. The reasons I think migraines occur, and I've had maybe four in my life, and they're the worst thing in the world, and they make me throw up, and they're awful. But I think a severe lack of minerals is a contributing factor. I think adrenal health, again, is another issue. I think a nervous system, which goes back to the adrenals, that's completely imbalanced is another issue. And I think toxicity buildup is another issue and obviously hydration and diet. And your take on that is? I 100% agree with you. I always say the three, um, when someone comes to me for, with migraines, which is public announcements are very easy to fix. Um, are three main things. I look at toxicity in the blood. Yeah. Toxicity can come from pathogens, like you mentioned, from nutrition, from heavy metals, chemicals. Okay, so we put all of that under toxicity in the blood. The other one is hormone imbalance, which is a symptom itself of that toxicity that you were talking about. But hormone imbalance, pituitary, hypothalamus, adrenal, thyroid. Okay, they're so bad imbalanced that they're causing constrictions of the blood vessels. The last one is structural. Mm -hmm. Look at your neck. Go to your chiro. Yes. Go to your DO. Yeah. There might be some kind of structural issue that's causing the, the uh, things to be out of alignment and they are pinching a nerve. And that's why you're having the pain in the first place. So I'm always looking for those three things. Um, 
And the other thing, and why I'm saying I'm putting even the toxicity in the blood or, or dirty blood under the food category, because if you're not eating properly, you're probably very low in, um, in minerals. So you're dehydrated right there and then. If you're eating reverse, if you're drinking reverse osmosis water, and you're not, or you're drinking tap water and it's full of poison and, and the wrong organic, uh, or wrong minerals, you're dehydrated because you need H2O and you need all of the minerals and trace minerals that come with it. So that is my, I always, these are true dates, touch wood, have never had someone that came with a migraine that I couldn't fix. And it was those three things are usually an aspect. And even if I can't fix them myself, because I'm not a chiropractor, yeah. I can always send them to a structural person and they can help them with that. And together we're addressing the physical structure mechanic aspects and I'm working on the chemistry and the nutrition and aspect hundred percent. There's nothing like a good chiropractic adjustment or osteopath work for sure. Um, and again, putting Botox in and, and people will say, Oh, Botox is the only thing that fixed my migraine. Well, yeah, you've paralyzed and blocked the signals to the, the pain. Brain. That's it. Yeah. So of course it's going to work, but it's again, unless you're really committed to that for the rest of your life, why don't you fix the root cause? So that's, that's the, the headache thing. Now, the last one that people go to do Botox for is the TMJ. So the, the clenching of the jaw. So again, a few things, parasites happen to be such a misdiagnosis when it comes to clenching the jaw and when people, when you think about it, people clench their jaw at night. Why? The body's in a parasympathetic state, number one. Number two, it's your body's natural response to bite down. So if there are worms crawling around your intestines, the body recognizes it. And its natural response is, like, it makes sense that it's going to be that. And moonlight and moon energy and all of these things play into it. So there's that. Again, the structural thing. That, that we just talked about with the migraines is relevant. I don't ever really think TMJ is really a dental thing or a, um, I don't think it, it has much to actually do with, with your teeth. Then it has to do with what's the root cause of it. Agreed. hundred percent. I've never had to send someone to their dentist because of TMJ pain today. <laughs> No. <laughs> so uh, a couple of things. You mentioned something beautiful about the parasites. Par 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 parasites are underdiagnosed, period. They think yeah. we are, at least I'm going to speak about the U.S. We're so cocky here. We think that you need to go to Malaysia or third world country to get an international parasite and we don't have them here. So there is that. But no one bats an eye when a child has pinworms. So apparently pinworms just attack kids under five. They're not. <laughs> no one else besides that. The joints, any joint in the body, the smaller the joints, the more it, they soak up toxins. They soak up uh, parasites. They soak up emotions. So all of the joints in our whole body, they are going to be a, a, an easy, weak spot because it soaks up so many of the pathogens, par parasites again, candida, um, if there is any toxicity in the body, they go and start eating on that collagen, eating on those tendons, eating on those things. So any joint pain in general, joints are known to be the weak spots because they, parasite love those spots, emotion love to get locked and staying there. Why I'm saying it that way, because TMJ, 
we also forget the emotion aspect of things. We, yeah. um, we forget that when there is the fight and flight mode, but there is the freeze mode. Freeze is when you all tense up, your whole body tense up. I, I remember I was such a freeze person that we have to tell me to, to breathe. I would stop breathing when I am stressed. So I see a lot of people literally locking their jaw when they are stressed. Yeah. So nervous system, uh, emotion are a huge part of this. Then you mentioned that grinding the teeth usually happened at night. And yes, it's happened at night because we're in a rest and digest mode. Yeah. That usually it allows parasites also to be a little bit more active. And our body is having that response that you talked about locking your jaw. The other thing of that as well is that over time, doing this little by little by little, it will create structural weakness because we are using certain tendons. We are lo- lo- using certain muscles way more than others. And that wear and tear will, will pull more on our cervical um, uh, vertebrae, our C1, our C2, will pull more in our neck, in the back of our neck. And over time, you would probably need to address all three. Address the physical immune system aspect. Address the actual structural, see a good chiropractor and like upper cervical, osteopath, DO, whatever you you like. And they can help relax those muscles and realign things so they are not that pool anymore. And address your nervous emotional system. That's why I'm saying this because one of my favorite things for TMJ now is actually your product, Leslie. Is the CBD is also the magnesium flakes by having them just put it in a water and spray it around the area from their back all the way to their up to the side lateral neck. And also using heat, your product called heat. All of those three have helped so much with my patient for TMJ to actually help with the symptom phase of it as we are working on the root cause, as their um, structural doctor is helping on the alignment part of it. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned some of the products. Also, the magic, if you've never tried the magic, that's really good for tension as well. So I often tell people to also use that along the jawline before they go to bed and like down from like the ears, basically, you know how like your ears, if you draw a line goes right down to your jaw, like that whole area um, is really, really good for that as well. So there are so many things that you can do. And again, convenience always trumps people doing the work. People rather be, oh, sorry, there's a trucky here, rather be lazy or not lazy. I think it's more unawareness. And I hope that this, this episode sort of, brings that forward for people. Um, So it comes down to awareness. And again, that's why we're doing this podcast. It's not to shame anyone, judge anyone on Botox or fillers or breast implants, which we haven't even touched on. And we may have to save that, but um, it's the awareness of, holy fuck, I didn't know that. And now this podcast, if you've heard it, okay, so here are other things that I can start investigating and it doesn't come down to your traditional medical professional it comes down to switching and having to go towards a naturopathic doctor towards a practitioner towards a functional doctor that has an understanding of one this is what it could be two this is how you fix it properly without making you sicker so i think those things are really important um i want to go back to the meridians because i think the meridians are really important i know you touched on it a little bit but 
let's look at all the meridians that not all of them, but like if we, for instance, if we touch on breast plants and the meridians and we look at the heart and we look at everything that's going around that area, let's talk about meridians for like five minutes. So let's describe for people first. Some people here may even know what we're talking about when some meridian lines. So body meridians are basically the pathways along which life energy or she like flows. Those are called the meridians. I would invite anyone here, and I may send you some uh, list that you post under this, is um, the, to Google body meridian lines and look at them. Look at where they go, what they do. I need to explain what I said about flowing of the life energy, but also flowing of all of the energy that is going from nutrients, from coming from blood flow, from all of that. There is the cardiovascular system, there is the nervous system, but the meridian lines make sure that's almost this the big highways. They make sure that the energy is flowing and it's going from one point to another. And there is many in, in the body. So that source of energy that is moving through the body there is 12 major ones, and they go through many areas. But let's talk today, because she mentioned the breast um, implants. What happens when there is breast implants? There is the actual implants that we put in the, the foreign object that we put over those major highways. So we're creating some pressure right there. But there's also all of the scar tissue, either from the actual incisions, regardless of where you had it around the nipple, below the breast, or in the armpit. But also the body naturally, like, oh, that's a foreign object. Let me put scar tissues around it to protect it from leaking into the blood through the body. Now you created those scar tissues around these meridian lines. And imagine, just like you had a highway, and you put a block, there is construction. Those scar tissues don't have the same sheet. They don't have the same energy. They don't have blood flow. There is no nerve ending in that. There is no cardiovascular system in it because they're just scar tissues. They're creating this big block in major highways of life energy. What happens is that the little, the little cars, so the little energy coming, and it's like, oh, this is clogged. What do I do? There is a major construction. They start finding new exits. They are rerouting to other ways. So now you have those small little meridians that are not made for major flow. They are from smaller points that are so overloaded with this new flow of, of cars. So imagine you have a major highway, four lanes, and now you're directing four lanes one way or another, both ways, so eight lanes, to small little side roads. Imagine how much clogging that will create in other areas. And most importantly, every single, anything that's in between those two major blocks, so in the breast implants, your heart, your lungs, your lymphatic system, is not getting any supply. It's not getting any cars. You cannot get to that. You cannot bring food to that area. You cannot bring water to that area. You cannot bring electricity to that area. You cannot bring anything. So the organs that are under, that are in between those two blocks on the highway, let's say the heart, let's say your lymphatic system, let's say your lungs, in that little area, they are working harder because they're working on their own. They don't have the support system of the life energy flowing through. You're putting so much stress 
over those organs, but also creating so much stress around it. Again, repicture how much of a traffic jam you're creating elsewhere, how much of a rerouting. The butt is not as efficient. You're not going to get to work. Your body cannot work the same way. If you have eight lanes or 12 in this case, 12 meridian major lines flowing, highways, that are just it's flowing freely. And when you block them and you are having a big chunk that is blocked, that has those villages or towns in there working completely secluded and you're creating so much flow in, in routes that are not made for that. You're not going to get to work at the same way. You're not going to be as efficient. It's putting so much stress on your life. It's the same thing for your body. It's yeah. so much of a stressor on the body to be doing that. And this is just, let's not even talk about the bad things in the implants yet. That's a whole other topic. I feel like we should do another podcast just on that alone and the sickness that comes from it. But just the fact alone that they are there and the body tried to protect it by doing the scar tissue. Again, just say, realize there is, the body realized there is some kind of leak and atomic bomb in between two cities, so they block them. Yeah. Just that alone, without talking about this, the bad things about the implants themselves, just the fact that the body is trying scar tissue, it creating major blocks in the major highways and pathways and major meridian lines in the body. And now everything gets redirected to the extra meridians that are smaller yeah. in, and, and, and weaker in shape. And, and just... I mean, again, like breast plant illness and explanting, I think like is such an important conversation, but obviously that conversation in itself is about an hour. Um, but, you know, and I think I, I think I remember most of the meridians. I know we have a lung, we have the heart, we have the gallbladder, we have the liver, the liver, the liver, we have um, the pericardium, um, kidney, the small intestines, the stomach, and triple warmer. Is the, yeah. one, the only one you forgot. Yeah. Okay. 12 main ones are, I can say them again, the 12 principal meridians are stomach, spleen, small intestine, heart, bladder, kidney, um, pericardium, triple warmer, gallbladder, liver, lung, and large intestine. Those are the 12 main ones. Yeah. And it's not just energy, right? It's nutrients. It's it's blood. It's it's your circulatory system. It's It's really... Everything. And I think the way that you kind of just explained it with like the construction blocks and highways was a good analogy. And these are things the average person just, they don't know that. They didn't go through an anatomy class that, you know, or they didn't learn anything about Chinese medicine or chi and all uh, of that. To be honest, it's not, I mean, and that's, you mentioned earlier about the awareness. I think what's scaring me about all of this, again, we're not here to judge, is the lack of education. Yeah. If if the doctor was spending as much time as showing you the before and after picture that is showing you things written in the inserts, in the inserts, they know about scar tissues. Yeah. They know about the risks. They know that the saline implants has fungus growing them. They know the risk of toxicity and they can just talk to you about it. And even if it's 5%, 10%, when you are that 5%, when you are that 10%, and those studies are done wrong anyways, don't look at the long term and you decide to take that risk, then it's an educated choice. Yeah. What pisses me so much about why I call it a mafia, there's no education. They're selling you something, telling you about the highs and not telling you about the lows. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, any industry that's main focus is the dollar, like big pharma, all of that, right, is, is 100% 
it's profit. <laughs> they couldn't give a shit about that. And it's expensive. I think a pair of tits is like 10K. Like a Botox needle is like 250. It's not, you know, and then there's these people, oh, I can't afford a naturopath. Well, what the fuck? Like, that's why. That's why. And you know what? Leslie, you meant, you, you've said something that I love. You said it's so expensive. And the cost of the implant alone, the cost of the um, of the injection, the cost of the rhinoplasty, that's not even the final cost. Yeah, you're the right. real cost is your health. You're right. But really costing you that 10k. Who, you know, it's 10k. <laughs> it's the your health. What it's causing in your health. I see my patient that have that have breast implant syndrome, or they have they they are they were oh my god like I. If there was a price tag on it today, I would pay for it. If there was a way for me to pay money and remove all of the damage that was done over like like that in as fast as it was put in, I would pay for it. Yeah. That's how the cost of your health alone is that 10k sounds like nothing in comparison. You're right. And all you do whatever you want but be educated. Go with the education that you know you're not paying for 10k. You're paying with for this breast implant with your heart. You're yeah. paying with it with your scars. You're paying with it with your gut. You're paying yeah. with it with your lymphatic system. You're paying with it with this figure, like how it, it literally disfiguration, like it, it can create very unpleasant aesthetic things down the road. That's what you're paying with. You're not just paying with that check or with that dollar or with that euro. You are paying with it with your health. And that's the biggest cost. A hundred percent. You're so right. A hundred percent. And there is no price tag on health. And, you know, I think people also have to scout out the people that they work with because just because somebody has a designation beside their name, and I know Dr. Tag and I look at this all the time, it means fuck in a bucket when they don't, when they're a robot and they just follow what they learned because a lot of it becomes memorization it's not going to work. And a lot of times those people can end up making you sicker than they do better and just call it a healing crisis. So you want to be mindful of who you're working with. And, you know, Dr. Tag and I have decided that, you know, a lot of the work that we do, we're, we're, we're putting it together because it complements each other. And both of our skills combined together is like this crazy powerhouse because it's looking at things from a complete mind, body, and soul and it's imperative for the healing. I mean, we could talk about, have a whole podcast about how great we are too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. What is that one? Well, we didn't start with that one. <laughs> Maybe if, if it doesn't take a year, we'll get back to it. But the one last thing that I do want to touch on um, is some of this new technology, this cold, the cool sculpting that I'm seeing every influencer and their brother and their mother um saying, oh, go here, we'll strap this on, and it's like a workout, and it's like 5,000 sit-ups in a minute, and la, 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 all this horse shit that's coming out that I think there's a lot more to this, and I think there's a lot more danger. If you have an hour to go be cool sculpt, go work out. Like, I don't understand. And I don't think freezing fat <laughs> is the answer to first of all it doesn't last and second of all it's just not the answer yeah let's let's talk about that for a second because the more i was i was thinking about it through this podcast as i knew this question was coming i i not only does it doesn't work it just doesn't work so let's move that aside 
But there is this, this idea that fat is just fat. People think that fat is just waste. It doesn't have blood. It doesn't serve a purpose. It's not part of your body. When you are freezing that, when you're freezing this cell, when you're freezing that part of your body, you're also freezing the nerve ending in that area, that circulatory network that you have in that area. And if you think that is not going to cause some kind of problem down the road, I'm just going to leave you with the, the, this thing that like now people talk about it a lot. I wish that was a disclaimer with every celebrity or every influencer that would talk about that. Something called PAH, paradoxical adipose hyperplasia, mm. which I know no one talks about. And the first symptoms of it is actually depression. Like it's nervous system problems, but right into that, what happens, it literally can keep those part, this whole body part of body like free, frozen and acts like a block and end up you looking like completely disfigured. There is a celebrity that actually spoke about this. And I think I don't, I, I don't remember what kind of celebrity magazine, but I'm going to find it and make sure that it's, it's mentioned at the end or whatever. It's the stick of butter effect. When you are causing the, the fat to um, cool or, or, or freeze, it can turn into like that irregular shapes of lumpy deposit of tissue, of adipose tissue that is now turning into this like rectangular block rather than actually being um, disposed by the body the way they're claiming to. So it doesn't even look like normal fat. It would look like literally like a lump. It would look like lipoma, even bigger. Like the celebrity that spoke about, she said like she doesn't even recognize herself. I need to remember. Oh, like, like um, Evangelista. What's her first name? I don't fucking know. Oh, my God. I think it was Evangelista is one of these like um, cele- that was vocal about it. That's my, actually my first time hearing about it. I didn't even know this cool scalping thing came back because it was so old and it was supposed to very early on it was um people knew that it wasn't healthy it's she's canadian you don't even know her linda evangelista she's a fashion model look her up she's actually been that's my first time hearing about the pha part of this i just thought it didn't work and it was stupid but um linda she said that she was botched like literally botched by the school something and that helped her like left her looking like an apron of gelatin. That's her own words. That sucks. Now, I don't follow, I don't follow celebrities really like, cause I just don't care. So I don't, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. I shared it with you. It's, I mean, it says like page six and I'm going to send it with you. You can just Google her Linda Evangelista. She's a fashion. She was a model. She's Canadian. She's pretty known. So her people, her story actually at least brought that to the surface, which I'm, grateful for that they're not just talking about when they do something and they look great because they did it but also talk about how um how it ruined her life she had com- left her permanently deformed yeah, by the fat, fat freezing technique yeah it's sad and you know what's crazy naturopaths offer that <laughs> i've seen it oh don't even get me started on that and <laughs> you, <laughs> you oh my god and you said something earlier that i was like even in the natural health yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what your title... It doesn't even matter the tools that you have. Yeah. If yeah. your practitioner doesn't intuitively know what their um, 
their limits are if they don't actually ask the right questions if they are not putting you at the center of your healing and respecting the order that your body want to address the steps may be the same for people which i don't even think is true but the steps in what step what your body want to take which next step in what order that's what makes the difference yeah and you don't have a natural path if you have a natural path whatever you want that is playing md with herbs if it's addressing your symptoms with natural solution that's not a natural path that's an md with herbs because the idea is to get to the root cause if it's right. dressing your cool if if it's not working with your body and it's working against it even by using quote unquote natural solutions we have a problem a healing crisis that is debilitating to you and not listening to you we have a problem you are the patient you know your body more than we do we are here to work with you to listen to what your body is trying to tell us you are that interfere you are the intermediate that tells us how you feel you give us those feedback we in, we listen to it and we come up with a plan together that works in the right order for you you can have we talk about this less than i all the time you can have the same supplements the same thing it's not about that it's about the combination of a practitioners in our case two practitioners that listen and you and we guide you through through the a program that is you are the center of it in your right order taking every root cause into perspective but also i'm going to say this again intuition of the the practitioner plays a big role because even when something textbook sounds right and something in my head or lessly goes something is off there is a blockage somewhere that allows us to step back and look at the big picture but also the unique picture that you are individually as a person and what your health is presenting to us yeah 100% and you know we we're we're over an hour here which is totally fine but we didn't really get to talking about you know we'll put them in the show notes but hydration is one of the best ways to take care of your skin um and you know i talk about structured water all the time and i'll link my system in the show notes but i definitely notice a difference drinking structured hydrogen water with my own skin um in the sense that even if i'm veer off my path of eating properly my skin in sense of like elasticity and color and glow is generally always there so i think hydration and you know really putting in a lot more fruits and structured water into your diet is is really important people still think fruits bad um i think is important i think what you eat how you work out you know infrared saunas uh you know there's so many things you can do and there are companies that have amazing clean products and what we'll do is dr tag and i will we'll compile a list of our favorites and we'll put some links so you can look at some more clean skincare and you know a whole other podcast is de- detoxing your home and decluttering and getting rid of all the toxicity that you're using on your skin and in your home so um i think i think we've given like a lot here and i think you know i think this is there's so much awareness that's brought forward here um we didn't get to really talk about the endocrine system and how you know that works but 
that's something that's really important. And the mitochondria, which is our cellular health, you know, but any other thing, anything else you want to add before we wrap here? The one thing I'm going to add and is going to come beautifully with what you just said about water. If you have, if you actually have wrinkles right now and Look, I'm going to leave you with the analogy of a grape versus a raisin. You putting things outside of that um, grape, so putting all of the skincare thing, yes, it will be absorbed, but it, you really want to plump that skin. The hydration from the inside, the nutrients from the inside is not more important, I was going to say equally, but more important than what you put outside. What yeah. you put outside, there's a little bit of absorption. There's also a lot of maintenance. So the skincare products that you are using, you buy can buy the most natural, clean ones. If you don't take care of making sure that you're plumbing that raisin from the inside through fruit. Fruit is so important, not just because it brings you water, but also that vitamin C that I talked to you about. If you want to produce collagen, reduce the refined sugar because that blocks the vitamin C absorption and increase your vitamin C intake and the natural sugars. The natural sugars is not the fructose, fructose in it as an ingredient list. It's the whole fruit with the structured water, with the mineral, with the vitamin C that helps you plumb that raisin from the inside out, turn it into a grape, and help you produce that collagen that you naturally know how to do. Okay. That makes sense. But again... <laughs> People ignore these these real basic things and, you know, the amount of chemicals that are in food and so much. Anyways, Dr. Taggy, I'm so grateful for you in my life, but also grateful for you to do this podcast together. Finally, um, a year, literally, Dr. Taggy looked at her calendar. She's like, you know, it's a year later that, that we're doing yes. this. <laughs> um, but we did it. And it, it, I think it's going to come out amazing. So I love you and thank you. And we'll do more, some more podcasts together because there's so many things together we can cover. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, love you, love you. And thank you for guys listening. This information is not available anywhere else besides on the Holistic Bitches podcast. So this is literally not anywhere else. Like I've worked on this for a long, long time. And I don't think it's, it took me a long time to know all of these things because there's not one source for it. But now you do through Leslie. So thank you for yeah. being the amazing holistic bitches that you are and for choosing <laughs> me as your partner in crime this lifetime around. Yes, and for many more. And we will link. We'll put the links in. So thank you, Dr. Taggy, and thank you for tuning into the Holistic Bitches. Don't be an asshole. Like it. Leave a review. Tell everybody how much you love the Holistic Bitch. Um, and share it. Share it. There's so many people that need to hear this. And although I'm not Kim Kardashian, even if a few hundred or a few thousand people listen to it, it's a few hundred and a few thousand people who never knew this. So peace out. Hope you got some good knowledge and we will see you in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered podcast. I hope you got what you came for and you're eager to return for future episodes. My one ask is that you hit the subscribe button and if you could be so kind to leave a raving review. Sending you so much love, light, healing, and inspiration to be a better you. Peace out, friends.